0: Welcome to the Grace Point Assembly of God podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit gphixson.com Now let's get into a powerful message for your life from God's Word.
1: Wow. Great time of worship. Yes.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um. yes good morning church i just felt that the lord asked me to share with something i've shared with pastor the other day um how god meets us right where we're at and you know sometimes we share all the bad stuff and all the things that we need prayer for and that is what we're supposed to do we're the church but sometimes you just got to shout glory to us <laughs> and i'm just so touched by how good god is being to me right now so i just wanted to share that sometimes we let our lives get so busy even if it's on the right track even if we think we're doing what god wants us to do we let our lives get so busy and so i am trucking it right now and i'm trying to keep up and i'm just trying to keep my head above water and all of a sudden i realized i've slacked off my bible reading that my time with god has kind of been pushed aside he's like the last one, he won't be mad at me, but all this other stuff has due dates, and you know, it's sad. It's sad that I have to admit that, but I did, but God did not stop loving me. I was at work, and he sent a coworker that I have only spoken with one time in the hospital, and she come by and asked me a question about a copier, and she said, you know what? She said, I know last time we chatted, I found out you're a believer. And I said, yes, and I still am. (laughs) And she said, well, I just want to tell you about this new book and this new series and thought you might enjoy it. And then all of a sudden she dead stopped and she looked at me and she said, his grace is sufficient. And I just started bawling. I was like, oh, where's this coming from? Why is she making me look like this at work? I can't (laughs) believe it. And I had a coworker trying to use the microwave and I'm getting embarrassed and then she'd start rattling on about the book and everything and then she'd look at me and go, his grace is sufficient. She goes there's a man in my church who was delivered from homosexuality 42 years that he's been a Christian and he just gave a testimony that Sunday that said I get it now what his grace is I get it After 42 years, I think I'm getting it. Because every time she said, His grace is sufficient, it wasn't just that His grace is that unmerited favor, but that His supernatural is laying on our natural, which means I can do all things through Christ, which means I'm going to meet these deadlines. I'm going to be successful in what I do because God is doing it. And I think somebody else in here today needed to hear his grace is sufficient.
1: Amen. Thank Amen. You. Amen. Thank you, <clears throat> Hallelujah. God has been taking us through a, a series the last several weeks uh, that I've entitled No Pain, No Gain. And uh, I don't think it's for no purpose. I think many of us are going through painful situations, difficult times. Tests and trials, uh, as I've been sharing this message and studying for it, and I've, I've, you know, this week was at ministers' retreat, and I could see many of the ministers there, and I've talked to some of them in our community that are all going through difficult times right now. You know, it's it's something that's just happening in the spirit realm, and we need to understand that. So many times we look at things in just the natural. And we just think, well this is just a natural thing. This is just something that's just happening to me. But I want you to understand that there, there has to be something that's going on in a spiritual realm that we don't see that many of us are facing trials that maybe we've never faced before. Things that we've, you know, would have been just so easy to have overcome a year ago. You know, if it had come our way, we would have, ah, you know, no big deal. But today it's like, it's hitting us hard. And there's things that are happening i think in people's lives and we need to understand that god's grace is sufficient even in the midst of those trials even in the midst of the pain even in the midst of all those things god's grace is sufficient and it's going to be okay and i think that's why he's had me going through this uh i've been reading a book and i'll share a minute about that but it's this, from this book is where I've been gaining these messages because it's just been speaking to me because I've been going through a personal pain of my own. And it's just one of those things that, you know, there's times in our lives where we all go through that. We all go through pain. I'm, I may be your pastor, but I'm human, okay? And I go through things just like you do. And things hit me just like they do you. And so we all have to go through this with the grace of God and having grace for one another. Amen? As we've started this series, I'm going to recap just a little bit here. We, we talked about how growth equals change. Change equals loss. Loss equals pain. Thus, growth equals pain it's going to take some pain in our lives to cause us to grow it's just a part of it it is how this works Uh, it's something i don't understand how god established it but i know that it's truth because i've seen it worked out in my life over and over and over again that the pain comes and from that pain i grow without it i probably wouldn't have but it's that catalyst that God uses to cause me to grow. Uh, We also have talked about the longer I avoid a problem, the bigger it generally becomes. So we don't want to avoid problems. We want to face them. We want to look at them. When the pain comes, don't, don't try to deny it. Don't try to turn from it. Look it straight in the face and say, okay, with God's grace, I'm going to make it through this. And I'm going to grow in some way. I'm going to let him do something in my life through this if we will have that perspective right from the very beginning, man, we'll go through it so much easier. It's when we start denying it, putting it aside, trying to, to avoid it, get away from it, doing things to just you know, deny that it's even there, that many times we become overcome by the pain and the grief in our lives. Pain is a part of progress. We need to remember that pain comes to progress us, to move us forward in our relationship with him. Often the difference between where I am and where God wants me to be is the pain that I'm unwilling to endure. God wants us to grow. He wants us to get to some place, but many times he brings pain into our lives to get us there. And that's what it takes. But God is always faithful. He's always faithful in the midst of our pain. We need to remember that. Even in the middle of our pain, we have to say, God, you're faithful. You're faithful. I may not see it right now. I may not be able to experience it. I I can't feel it right now, but I know you are faithful. Pain isn't the enemy. It's more our inability or unwillingness to face pain that is the great danger that we have. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the fact that we all face different pain. And we all face it differently. Some will face great amounts of pain and uh, never fold. Never be able to... I mean, they won't even skip a step. Others, it seemingly very little pain comes in their lives and all of a sudden they just buckle. The point is, is that my pain is never going to be the same as your pain. And I will never face my pain... or. or I will face my pain differently than you face yours. It doesn't make it any harder or worse or better, or none of those things. It's just it is what it is. I will face pain that you won't ever have to face, but you will face pain that I'll never have to face. Then we also talked about Elijah and how he could face the king. He could pray for drought, challenge the prophets of Baal, defeat and, and have them all killed, prayed for more rain and there came a downpour. But when Jezebel was told what happened and threatened to kill Elijah, he ran for his life like a scared rabbit. It just overcame him. And that's where I'm saying that we just don't understand each other's pain. There was something that happened there and I believe it was a spiritual thing that happened in Elijah that man, just all of a sudden this this threat became so real to him that he had to run. When he had faced all these other challenges that to me are like amazing feats of faith and for her to say I'm going to kill you it was like what does that compare to what he just went through? But it affected him. But it didn't defeat him. God still used him in mighty ways. God took him up in a chariot of fire to be with him. We need to remember that just because we're in the middle of pain, just because we're going through something right now, God's not done with us. He's not given up on us. He's right there with us. And he'll bring us through if we'll allow him. And last week, we looked at the life of Paul and and saw that pain is many times brought into our lives by the Lord to accomplish His purposes in us and through us. Now, some would try to say that all our pain is from the devil, but, but we saw that even in the calling of Paul, God said He would show him how much he must suffer for his namesake. Now... God allows pain. That's the only way I know how to say it. Is He allows pain to come into our lives for purposes. For us to become more like Jesus. Jesus endured pain worse than any man that we know on the face of the earth. He suffered rejection. He suffered pain physically. He suffered all kinds of pain and even the pain as he was hanging on the cross and God had to turn his back because of our sin. He felt the ultimate rejection and yet it was all for God's purposes and God's plan. Amen? So he uses it to make us more like Jesus and that's what we have to remember when we're in the midst of it. I know it's difficult. I know it's hard because, man, when we get hit with something, sometimes it's just like, man, we lose all perspective. We, we lose our, our sight of God and how powerful he is and how wonderful he is and how beautiful he is. But he is still God in the midst of our pain. Now, much of what I've been sharing with you has come from a book I'm reading called Leadership Pain. That's the name of it. The Classroom for Growth. That's what it's called. Uh, by Samuel Chand, uh, who is just a tremendous author. Uh, he speaks to not only uh, Christian leaders, but he speaks to business leaders, CEOs of companies, and, and, and helps them and shares with them principles that are found in God's word to help them in their growth. Uh, this book has really been helping me to see new things in my life, and ministry you know god uses things to just help us to grow i pray that i never stop growing amen no matter how old i get i want to continue to grow today i'm going to share a lot right out of the book just just so that you don't think all these are original thoughts of mine okay i want to share that and make sure you understand it's coming out of the book uh, in, in chapter 7, he brings out some points that, that I want to share with you that I think will help you a, as it has me. Now, there's not a lot of scripture in this, but there's, there's a lot of principles here that are found in God's Word that I just really want to share with you as we conclude this, this series on no pain, no gain. You know, pain, he says, is like a substitute teacher in our lives. How many of you have ever had a substitute teacher like when you were in junior high or high school? Don't you feel sorry for those teachers now? I mean, because I don't know about you, but when we had a substitute teacher, it was on. I mean, in the classroom, just went crazy. They tried everything they could to, to disrupt everything they could to try to make them quit, give up, and leave the classroom. I mean, that's how bad it got. I don't know why. I don't know what the purpose was. But it, isn't that what happened in your classrooms? I mean, that, it, was just, it was just a given. I mean, the substitute teacher, you're like, yes, all right, we're going to get her today. You know, I don't know what the deal was, but that seemed to be the way it was. And, uh, you know, everyone tried to take advantage of this substitute. They didn't see her coming and she disrupted their routine, right? So we bucked against the change and challenged that teacher at every moment, every opportunity. But did you ever have one of those substitute teachers that turned out to be really a better teacher than the one that you already have? because they were able to take the situation where they were being uh, tried to make quit and they turned it into a good situation and actually taught you something. Hmm. You know, pain is a surprising substitute teacher in our lives. That one that comes along where we don't expect them, but all of a sudden it's there. Many times we try to buck the system and we want to to get out of the pain. We just want to, you know, do everything we can to get get it to leave. But it ends up many times staying in our lives and doing something we never thought possible and teaching us things that we had never known before. you know we've gotten used to the way things are in our lives and our thoughts and in our perceptions and in our practice but pain is that new teacher we often want to avoid and get rid of as soon as possible but in reality it's the best instructor we could ever have so when pain comes let's not let's not treat it like the substitute teacher okay Let's not try to get it to quit and go away and just give up on it. Let's, let's listen to what it's trying to tell us and teach us and show us and instruct us in our lives. Let's look at it as an opportunity to learn, to grow, to mature. And when we do, when we see that, when we can get that kind of perspective, then all of a sudden everything begins to change and God begins to change us. Now, in in this book, there, are, there were five things that he says that pain will usually teach us. And I want to go through those five things this morning. The first thing that pain typically teaches us is that we are weaker, more self-absorbed, and more fragile than we ever imagined. Right? Pain will teach us that we are weaker, more self-absorbed, and more fragile than we ever imagined. As long as things are rocking along pretty well, we feel confident and in control, right? I mean, we get into that mode where you know, hey, I can do this, I can do this, you know. I, can. you know, I'll tell you a secret on the pastor's side of things. There's times when you feel like you can do this, when you've been in the ministry for. 20 something years and all of a sudden you kind of go you know uh, yeah I know I I know what's going to happen here I know what's going to happen there I know how to do this I know how to do that and then God has to bring some pain into your life to make you realize you know what you're not all that and you can't do it without me now I don't like getting in those places but sometimes it's just natural for all of us to be in that place to get to that place where we just think, I can do this. I'm in control. I've got this. I've got it, God. Okay? Now, we may not say that with our voices. We may not be conscious of it, but that our actions and how we go through things begin to say that to God. And that's when we need to know pain is coming into our lives because he needs to show us once again that we are weaker, more self-absorbed, and more fragile than we ever imagined. Pain has a way of bringing the dark side within us to the surface, doesn't it? When we think that we've got all this and we're in control, pain will come into our lives and then all of a sudden that stuff that's deep down in our hearts begins to seep out. We instinctively blame others Speak harshly to innocent people. Argue about the smallest things. Demand our way. Wallow in self-pity when we don't get our way. And harbor bitterness instead of forgiving those who have hurt us. That's that's how we can get when we're, we're all in control. When we've got it and then all of a sudden pain comes and we think we're all in control and then all of a sudden it hits us and we don't know what to do. So we begin to go back to the old flesh, right? And all that stuff begins to come up. And we may feel completely justified in all these attitudes and behaviors, but if we'll let it, our new realization of these harmful perceptions and attitudes become the beginning point of repentance. Amen? Amen? Because it's when all of a sudden we realize, man, what am I doing? What am I saying? Why am I getting upset? Why am I going home and just kicking the cat for no reason? I knew Hannah would get upset over that one. Anyway. I mean, you know, you just, you just get angry at your spouse or you just lash out and say something to a coworker, and you don't even know why you said it. You don't know why you've done it. I believe it's because we're in the middle of this pain and God is trying to show us that we are weaker than we thought. And He needs us to understand that, look, you can't do this without me. You can't do this without me. I need to be in your life. I need to be in control of your life. If you'll let me be there, then I will bring the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? I can't create the fruit of the Spirit by myself. Amen? I mean, think about that for a moment. You can't create, you can't make the fruit of the Spirit in your life by yourself. It's impossible. The fruit comes from the Spirit. It didn't say the fruit of my flesh. It comes from the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. All these things come from God, not from me. And when I get into control, when I get into that place where I'm feeling like I can do it, then God has to bring that pain into my life to help me realize I can't do it. I'm more fragile than what I thought I was. more self-absorbed than what I thought I was and I need his spirit in my life to help me to walk through this and to walk with him on a continual basis the second thing is, is actually we don't have a clue what God is up to now we all thought we were pretty sharp and we assumed we were in control of our lives. We were running our lives pretty well until, well, we weren't. Amen? All of a sudden, sickness come into your life. And it hits you out of nowhere and you're just like, oh no. Oh no. I'm not in control anymore. My, my body is doing something I don't want it to do. How do I, what do I do here? Amen? We've all had that happen to one extent or another. I mean, I don't care whether you've had the, the stomach virus or whether you've got cancer. It hits us, and we realize I'm, I can't do this. We understood in our minds that God is the only omniscient being in the universe. But somehow we assumed that we had the inside track on knowing what God knows. Thinking we knew what he knew. We think we know what God wants to do. He just wants to bring good into my life. He just wants me to just do everything great. Everything is going to be good. We're going to have all the finances we need. We're going to have everything, health and all these things in our lives. And that's all we're going to ever have amen now we may not think this consciously once again but we just get to rocking along in life and think that's how it's supposed to be everything's supposed to be good and then all of a sudden it's not and we go God God you're not on the plan you've deviated here this isn't right amen We think we're omniscient. We think we should know what the plan should be. But God had a different plan. The experience of pain brings our intellectual pride down a notch or two. Suddenly we realize we understand maybe a millionth or a billionth of a zillionth of the magnificent and mysterious plan of God for our lives. I don't understand it. I don't. I can't comprehend it. His ways are so much higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I can't even think like God. But sometimes I think I do. And I believe pain comes into our lives to help us come down a notch or two to realize I'm not all that smart I might have thought I was but I'm not God's in control God is sovereign and I am not God is in control and I am not I need him, I need to trust in him I need to rely upon him that's what happens when that pain comes into our lives we have to make this decision am I going to trust him or not Am I going to believe that He is God and He knows what He's doing, or am I not? We can't begin to question Him because I believe He knows all things. He is the one who orchestrates all things into our lives for a purpose and a plan. So we don't need to look at it and say, God, why is this happening? What did this happen to me? Because all He's going to say is because I planned it. We just need to say, God, okay, I trust you. I trust you in the middle of this. I trust you right now with the pain that I'm in. God, help me to walk through this. The third thing is, is that we become more grateful. When our sense of entitlement fades, we see all the gifts and blessings of God through new eyes. Amen? Amen. When we're taken down to that point of weakness in our lives, when we're not in control any longer, all of a sudden we begin to look up to him. Instead of taking love or health or salvation, time and friendships for granted and focusing our hearts on the things God hasn't done for us, we reassess what's really important. Amen? We become grateful. We realize that the pain has worked to tear down the idols in our lives. Now, we don't like using that word, idols. You know, that's for those people that, you know, they, other countries, they worship those idols, and that's just, that's just silly. But all of us have idols in our lives things that we put ahead of God, that we look to, health might be an idol in your life. Amen? Those things that just become more important than our relationship with the God of the universe. Anything that takes that place. We recognize that we have him, and he has us, and maybe, for the first time, that's enough. Think about it. When you get to that point of weakness, and you realize, you know what? God has me, and I have him, and that's more than enough. It doesn't matter what I'm going through, what pain I'm having to endure in this life, what things I'm going through that are just tearing my heart apart right now, it doesn't matter because I am His and He is mine, and it's going to be okay. And that's enough. Then this scripture comes to life in Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. that says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. You know, when we get to that point where we're torn down and we're weak and we we realize that I just can't do it on my own, all of a sudden we begin to, to understand this verse that God is the one who came and he tore down the domain of darkness in my life. He is the one who transferred me from that kingdom into his kingdom. It is Him who is working in my life to bring about redemption and forgiveness of sins. It's not what I have done. It's nothing that I can do. I can't do it on my own. It's only through Him. When all that begins to happen, the new praise begins to erupt in our lives. A fresh understanding of the powerful love of God for us no matter what the situation no matter what I'm going through I can praise God number four today we find God to be beautiful instead of just useful Mm, that's one to ponder there isn't it we find God to be beautiful Instead of just useful, the pain has made it apparent to us that we have made God the means to the end in our lives instead of the only one who rightly deserves worship, love, and loyalty. We used our Christianity as a way of looking and feeling good about ourselves. But then that painful situation hit and we were more than disappointed. Somehow we felt betrayed. Hadn't we done enough? Didn't God owe us for being called by His name? Amen? Sometimes we just feel like, well, God, I've been serving you all my life. I've been doing all these things. What's up? What is going on with this? Amen? It's like the spoiled child who thinks that just because they are children of a rich and powerful person that they should never have to face trial and hardship. Amen? I believe it was Job who said, you know, how can I accept the good from God and not the bad? How can I I not accept both? In the book, he talks about it being ambidextrous, I think is how you say that word. Faith. That I have faith when it's good times and I have faith when it's bad times. I accept Him. I believe in Him. I trust Him. And either situation, it doesn't matter what comes my way. As we looked at Paul's life last week, I mean, Paul is the perfect example of this, of how he trusted God in the midst of trial and tests. And God, he was stoned almost to death many times and beaten with rods and put into prison and shipwrecked and left for dead. But he always got up and he walked right back into the ministry. Right back into what God had called him to do. Wow. That's the kind of faith that God wants us to have. That no matter what comes our way. I mean, Paul, when you read about him, he even says that one time he he prayed to God three times about this thorn in the flesh that he had. We don't know what it is It could have been a physical ailment. It could have been something spiritually. It could have been whatever. I don't know. But I know this. It was something that was troubling Paul to the point he couldn't stand it any longer. He's asking and begging God, please take this from me. What was his answer? His grace is sufficient for me. That's what God said. He says, "My, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. Just hang in there. You're going to make it. This pain is not for no reason. It's there for a purpose in your life. Just keep trusting me. Keep relying upon me, and my grace will be there to bring you through. God has a way of putting a finger on our true intents and motives in our heart, doesn't he? think about how Abraham how he had trusted God for all those years for the promised son when the promised son comes then God asked him to take him up on a mountaintop and sacrifice him I don't know I'd have been questioning God a lot in that point God are you sure is this this what you want but but here's the thing. God wanted to see what was in Abraham's heart. What was more important to him? Was it his relationship with God or the promise? Amen?
2: Yeah.
1: There's a song that's out right now that's by, I believe it's Natalie Grant. Who, who, more than anything is the name of the song. This is how the the lyrics go. It says, I know if you wanted to, you could wave your hand, spare me this heartache, and change your plan. And I know any second you could take my pain away, but even if you don't, I pray, help me want the healer more than the healing. Help me want the Savior more, more than the saving help me want the giver more than the giving oh help me want you Jesus more than anything it's a tremendous song the lyrics speak to us of the fact that even in our pain even you know God could take it all away he could remove it in an instant but it's not because he can't do it it's because he doesn't want to do it for our sake because He wants us to see Him. He wants us to rely upon Him. He wants us to look to Him like we've never looked to Him before. He wants us to see the healer instead of just looking for the healing. To have relationship with Him. To, to enter into a place of, God, I just want you I just want you, I don't care about any of the rest of this I don't care about what I have to endure I don't care about any of those things I just want you when you read Paul's writings that's what he came down to he said I've forsaken everything given everything up for the sake of knowing him just knowing him that's all that's important I don't care what I have to go through in this life as long as I can just know him In pain, we have wonderful opportunities for God to purify our hearts, change our motives, and delight more than ever before in the beauty of His grace and greatness alone. So don't try to get out of the pain. Just look to the one who's helping you through the pain. Number five, we become more tender, more understanding and more compassionate in the midst of pain. Compassion doesn't come out of a vacuum. It doesn't just happen. It's, it's a character quality that has to be instilled in us through our experience of God's kindness when we're hurting. Amen? As we experience God's comfort, we can then comfort others. You may have visited someone in the hospital before but then you experience the pain of physical trauma and now you begin to hurt with them you feel their pain when you go through a a loss of somebody in your life you can walk through that with somebody else with a new compassion I don't like the pain of the fact that I lost my dad so many years ago, 22 years ago. But I'll tell you what, that pain did something in me to help me to walk through that pain with so many others. To have a compassion that I go, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through. I understand where you're at. And I've had to deal with these thoughts and these things before myself of why God, why this, why that. I've had to go through all that. And so now I can understand where you are. But I can just tell you this, God is faithful. God is faithful and He'll bring you through just as He brought me through. And see, we can have that compassion then. I can hurt with them. I can cry with them. I can feel what they're going through because of what I had to endure. Because of my pain. The Apostle Paul was the ultimate tough guy, a man's man, a leader of leaders who never quit. But he was open to have his heart tenderized by the experience of God's tenderness during a time of heartache in his life. In 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, Paul went through so many things so that he could be able to be there to comfort the church. To help them in their trials. To help them to overcome. and So he could be there to comfort them and to to be able to help them through those difficult times. That's what he does in each one of our lives is he brings that pain into our lives not to harm us, but to help us. Because once we get through it, then all of a sudden, then we can help others. Then we can comfort those that are around us. And say, hey, I I went through that. I can can tell you God is faithful. I know it hurts right now, but God's going to bring it through. So if God can soften Paul's heart and make him more compassionate, he can soften yours and mine as well. Pain either hardens us or softens us. And it's a choice. It's a choice that we have to make. Jesus became supremely soft when he willingly suffered humiliation, torture, abandonment, and death so that he could shower us with love, forgiveness, and acceptance. I have a high priest who stands before the throne room of God pleading my case every day, who felt what I feel, who went through pain that I can't even imagine, who is compassionate and loving and forgiving and says, I know what they're going through, God. Father, I know what they're enduring. And my grace, my blood is sufficient. Let pain soften you. Don't let it harden you. Experience God's comfort and then shower others with tenderness, understanding, and compassion. That's what he wants us to do. That's why pain comes into our lives, is so that we can help others in the end. Joshua, if you'd go ahead and come on up. As I conclude this this series, I want you to understand, pain will come to all of us every one of us. The questions that I hope that you will consider from this series are these. Are you going to let it surprise you? Are you going to let it catch you off guard? James tells us, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. He's saying, look, don't don't let it surprise you. Don't let it catch you off guard. Don't let it take you somewhere it doesn't need to go. Just understand it's part of God's process. Are are you going to deny this pain and dismiss it or are you going to face it head on? That's the question we've got. Will we accept it as part of God growing and maturing us into His image or will we not? Will we resist and rebel against in His work in, his li- in our lives? Will you remain prideful or will you allow your pain to bring a greater depth of humility to you? Sometimes we get to a point where we say, I just don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. Humility. God I accept whatever comes my way because I know I'm in your will I am in your plan you have a purpose for me and it's always to prosper us in the end in the end and that's what we have to understand is in the end it brings us prosperity because we'll be with him Will you become more grateful for what you have? Will you allow your pain to draw you closer in a pure relationship with God or not? And will you become soft or hard through your experience of pain? These are the questions that I think that we need to ponder in our hearts and we need to think about as God has taken us through this series to help us to see the pain is going to come in every one of our lives. It's, it's sometimes the plan of God for our lives. And so we don't need to look at it as, oh no, what's happening to me. We need to look at it and say, oh God, help me to walk through with you. To grow closer to you. To be humbled and, and to be more compassionate and to be softened and, and to be pliable and to be able to be worked on by you and your spirit in my life. When you do face pain, I want you to know this. God still loves you. He still loves you. You know, in the Psalms of lament, there are are many of the Psalms that are called Psalms of lament. And they give us direction about how to communicate our pain to God. In about half of the psalms, the, the writers pour out their frustrations, their disappointments, their doubts, their fears and anger, often toward God. But in all but two of them, they eventually come around to a fresh perspective of the goodness and greatness of God. And their faith is renewed. We need to understand that God isn't shocked or offended by our raw honesty. He knows where what's in our hearts. He knows where we are. And Sometimes we're going to be crying out in the night and not understanding why is this happening, God. And He's not offended by that. But we need to get a fresh perspective and an understanding that God is right there and He's bringing us through and He's doing something in our lives to mature us, to, to make us more in His image. He's, he's humbling us. He's, he's softening our hearts. He's doing these things for our good. Let's go through pain in this life with a whole new perspective. One that is not surprised by it or upset at God but rather sees it as part of a growth process. God is allowing this pain to mature me and make me more like Him. That's what He wants. That's what His desire is. And and let's also look at others in a different way when they are going through difficulties and pain. Let's not be so quick to judge, but rather have the compassion of Christ Knowing that except for the grace of God, today, there might I be. I might be there. I might be dealing with an addiction that's controlling my life. I might be in the hospital bed, fighting for my life. I might be going through a difficulty in my relationship. We don't need to just judge and blame and say, well, if they'd have done this, if they'd have done that, if you know, if they'd have disciplined their kids when they were younger, they would be good now. We, we, we don't quickly judge. I know this is something God has had to work in my life in a big way and continues to work on because I can sometimes be so judgmental of things right off the bat. And he has to bring me to that place and say, no, you need to understand I'm working in their life. I'm working in your life. And let my process work. And I will bring you into that relationship with me that you need to be. Let's all stand this morning as we conclude the service. I just I just want us to take just a few moments. I I don't know what your pain is. I don't know what you're going through. You may be going through a very, very difficult place right now, or you may have gone through one and you just didn't understand, but all of a sudden this has brought new light, and you now realize, you know what, I need to, I need to give God glory. I need to give him praise for what he's done in my life or what he's doing in my life. want us to just take a few moments and find a place of prayer. I, I don't know if you want to come to these altars or if you want to kneel right there at your chair or if you want to sit or stand, walk around. I don't care but find that place with God right now and say, God I understand the pain I'm going through is your plan and I accept it and I'm going to go through it with you and I'm going to come out the other side worshiping and glorifying your name. Humble and softened and compassionate and loving and caring like never before. God, I thank you for it today. Can we do that just now as they lead us in worship? Just find that place of prayer. Find just a place where you can just talk to God about your situation, about what you're going through, about where your life is, and thank him and glorify his name for the pain that you're enduring right now. Hallelujah Yo Father I thank you I thank you this morning Lord That you are our our Lord, our King Our Master, our Savior Lord that you are the Comforter God, you are the hope, Lord God. You are the one that we can trust in in the midst of our pain, Lord God, in the midst of trial, in the midst of those things that that seemingly have come into our lives to destroy us, Lord. You are using them to grow us, to mature us, to make us more in your image. Lord, help us to walk away today with a new perspective on the pain in our lives of the things that come our way Lord that we wouldn't look at them as something that surprises us as something that's happening that is there to harm us but Lord as something that you have brought into our lives to bring us closer to you Father I pray that you would help us to look pain straight in the face and face it in the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit as you strip away those things that are in our lives, the pride, the arrogance, Lord God, the idols, the the things that are not of you, Lord, as you strip them away through the painful situations that we face. Lord, let us walk out with a new compassion, a new love, a new desire to just see your face. God, that we wouldn't desire more the healing than the healer. That we wouldn't desire more the saving than the Savior. But Lord, we would want you, God, you always more than anything else in this world. Father, I pray for those that are going through pain right now. God, I don't discount it. I don't, I don't want them to think that there's that we just don't think it's... Anything that they're facing, Lord, it is difficult. Lord, we all face those difficult times of pain in our lives. But Lord, your grace is sufficient for us in every situation, in every painful situation, Lord God, your grace is sufficient for us. Lord, we can just trust in you in the middle of our pain and know that you will bring us out victorious if we will just have faith in you. God, I thank you for each one, Lord, that's going through those difficult times that, Lord, you've helped them today to see with new eyes, with hearts of faith, Lord God, that you are able to deliver them now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray your blessing upon each one as they go from this place today. God, let them go in the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit. God, walking each day with a a true understanding and knowledge of who you are. Lord, we thank you for that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. I pray that this series has helped you to understand the pain that comes into our lives in a new way with God's perspective. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you'll tune in next week for another great sermon from Grace Point Assembly of God.